the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We've just finished up the Hall of Faith in Hebrews chapter 11. So what is your response? Well, if you're like most Christians, it should be Hebrews chapter 12, as we'll see next. Just like the old Disney commercials with the World Series or the Super Bowl, you've just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do now? (laughs) I'm going to Disneyland. You've just been saved by the God of this universe. You are now redeemed for all time and all eternity. What are you going to do now? That is the question we hope to help you answer today on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Welcome to the program. We're in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, hot off the heels of the Hall of Faith, a faith that is on display. We see our response to this faith, encouraged to run the race. Here's Pastor Phil with today's broadcast. Before we begin chapter 12, let me give you a review of what the book's about, where we've been. And uh, this book is about Jesus being the best. Jesus is the best. And the temptation was for Jews who had come to Christ, who were being persecuted and suffering, to go back to Judaism, to go back. It was costing too much to be a believer. It was costing too much to be a Christian. So they were being tempted, go back, go back. And so the author of the book begins to tell us some things, nine things at least, and I'm sure there's more, but by way of summary and review, let me just repeat them to you of uh, what the book is arguing. Number one, Christ is the greatest revelation of God to be had. And that's Hebrews 1. He's better than prophets. He's better than all the various ways God has talked to us. The Son is the supreme revelation of God. Chapter 1, 2. He's greater than angels. For which of the angels did he ever say, Be seated here at my right hand? None have ever been given the honor that has been given to Christ. 3. He's the perfect God-man in chapter 2, where he comes and he takes on the weaknesses of the human race without sinning, and he dies and becomes a sympathetic high priest. His humanity, he can identify with us. He is the greatest rest for the soul. In chapter 3 and 4, he said, Joshua offered a rest that most of them never enjoyed. Moses offered a rest because they fell in unbelief. Christ is God's best rest. Rest in him. And you won't fear sin. You won't fear the chains of sin. And so he's our rest. He's greater than the ironic priesthood, which keeps dying, dying, dying. Christ became a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. He's a priest 
doesn't relate to the tribe of Levi. He brought a brand new priesthood. He's the greatest. He is a mediator of a better covenant. The old covenant, we failed. We were proven to be sinners. And he came to institute a new covenant, chapter 8 and part of 9. He is the intercessor in a greater tabernacle. He's in the heavenly tabernacle, not the earthly tabernacle. That's passed away. He ministers from up there. He is the greatest sacrifice, no longer bulls and goats. He is the supreme sacrifice, one sacrifice for all time, no more sacrifice. We do not re-crucify Christ in communion. We take that cup, we're not putting him to death again. One death is enough forever. Don't re-crucify him. He is the supreme object of our faith. Not the prophets, not the heroes we'll look at. Christ himself is the hero of our faith. Now, we're going to look at the first three verses. And he picks up an athletic theme. He's said these people have run the race of faith in chapter 11. They've run the race of faith. Now listen to this exhortation. Therefore, therefore because of what? Because of those who have lived for God by faith. Daniel, Joseph, Job, on and on, Jephthah, Samson, all these heroes in chapter 11. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings to us closely. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. All right, let us become athletes. We're in the race. Four things we need for this race. Four things. We need some heroes. You need some heroes. Now, if you're not an athlete, you don't know what in the world I'm talking about. But if you're Steph and you're Clay and the Chicago Bulls set a world record of 62 wins, you've got to compete against former records. I can beat it. I can get better. Some of you, you wore out using the remote. But if you run in the race, you know what that means. So, we need heroes. Two, we need a coach. We need a coach. Believe it or not, Steve Kerr is vital to the team. And if you're not in touch with these names, you're out of touch in the Bay Area. We need endurance. Third thing you need is endurance. Fourthly, we need a goal. We need a goal. Um, let's talk. We need some heroes. You, you may like the term models, examples. I choose heroes. Thinking of the race. Thinking of the race. 
You know, it's kind of interesting, even when I was going through Richmond High and different schools, you'd always look on the wall and see those who'd set records for this, set records for that, set records. You're always, uh, if you're athletic, you were concerned. Has anybody ever done this before? Has Has anybody ever achieved this before? And here, the author is saying, you need to study the heroes who by faith overcame the jaws of lions, were delivered from fiery furnaces, who saw their loved ones raised from the dead, who were thrown in prison and believed the dream that God would elevate them, that scraped the boils with a piece of rock or something and buried ten children and would not curse God and die. Why don't you take courage? If God can get Job through, surely he can get you through. Because he's taking on a people that are suffering, being persecuted. Their homes are being repossessed. The Jewish community is not hiring them. Many of them will flee all over the Mediterranean area. They'll go to Spain. Manuel Fernandez, he said, many, he's Jewish in background, though he's from Spain. Because he said, so many Jews fleeing Spain took the name Fernandez. Who knows, Susie might be thoroughbred Jewish. That's why we have a rough time with her. (laughs) Spunky. Who knows? Who knows? The dysphoria. All over. Fleeing. And he's saying, there's others who've been through it. Others who have run the race. Others who've endured it. And so he tells them, uh, Romans 12... uh, 15.4 says, you ought to read the Old Testament and you'll get two things out of it. How many of you have read 1 Samuel? How many of you are doing your Bible reading? Three, four, five? Man, we got that beautiful chart. Are you reading the Bible? One man in the first service read it five times so far. Guess what you get out of it according to Romans? You'll learn patience, which is endurance. And you'll be encouraged. Read Old Testament heroes of faith. David. Daniel. Job. Joseph. On and on and on. And you'll see what God did for people of God all the way through. And you'll find out all these heroes. uh, Who are your heroes in the faith? Do you ever read Christian biography? How many of you ever heard of Mary Slessler? How many of you ever heard of J. Hudson Taylor? Did you ever read his life? William Carey? William Booth? I mean, read the life of William Booth and Catherine Booth. You will be astounding at what they did in London with 10,000 bars and alcoholics at 12 years of age. They would storm brothels and pull girls out. And the owner of the brothels would put bodyguards there to keep salvationists away. You talk about troopers and we whine a little bit if someone doesn't shake our hand. You need to read about some real heroes. People paid a price. Uh, I think of uh, Moody, what he went through and the price he paid. The Spurgeon. And I'm thinking of the founder of the Pacific Guard Mission, Mel Trotter. A man 
saved after he sold his little girl's shoes for a bottle of wine. But she happened to be in the coffin when he stole her shoes. And God saved a derelict drunk. And he started Pacific Garden Mission that still goes today and broadcasts out of Chicago. I'm talking about some heroes. Do you have any that have run this race? I was at a 50th anniversary uh, yesterday of Jim and Laura Snyder. They celebrate their 50th anniversary. And uh, m- many wonderful tributes were given to them and the kind of people and how they'd helped so many others. And uh, Jim, it was his turn to get up. And so he gets up, 50 years of marriage, and uh, some storms. Had a boy there that he didn't know was out of pocket for years. He was so strung out on drugs, he didn't know if he'd ever see him again. That boy finally was converted and now pastors at the church we were at. And Jim giving God glory. And then he said, this man over here, this pastor, saved my marriage. I was a bitter, angry man who'd been hurt, and I came full of problems. And there's even pastors who said, we don't want you in our church. You're a problem. And this guy right over here, he took me under his wing when nobody wanted me. And I've been married 50 years because he talked me out of my anger, my jealousy. My first wife left me and broke my heart. I found this girl. I even, one of his best friends said, don't marry that girl. She's too nice for you. (laughs) And he let me go to the wedding, be in his wedding party. No, no, she's not for you, Jim. You're too lousy. But you crazy girls marry us anyway. But he had a hero in that room, and there were some others. I was going through some stuff the other day. Just opened up a, a drawer and found out gems I had there. And I found this little sheet here. It, it's called, I remember, it was written uh, May uh, 2002. In May 1936, any of you remember that? The young family of Lawrence Howard migrated from El Dorado, Kansas, to Visalia, California. I asked her to write this because I heard this story so many times. I wanted to get it right. Our mother came to California with Hazel and Paul on a Greyhound bus, and my dad hitchhiked. In September, Hazel entered the first grade at Carrie Barnett Elementary School. Her first grade teacher, I heard this all my life was Mrs. Streifler. You got it? Mrs. Streifler. The the test on the message will be Mrs. Streifler. You got it. Mrs. Streifler, an older woman. She was so kind and gentle with me, and I learned from her. At this time, I'm a woman of 71 years, but it's just like yesterday, I was six years old again. Our family was struggling to have daily bread. There was not a surplus of anything. We children did not realize that we were financially broke. All we had was mom and dad and and other relatives, and life was good. One day I got up and was planning to get ready for school. My mom told me that I would not be going to school. I asked her why not, and she told me we had nothing 
for to give her for breakfast and nothing to send for my lunch. She said, I will not send you out without food. The next day when I arrived at school, Mrs. Streifler saw me in the hall and greeted me and then asked why I wasn't in school the day before. Was I sick? I assured her I was not and told her what my mom said. When you're six years old, you don't know how to fake it. You don't don't know how to say everything's okay. And I said, my mom wouldn't send me because there's no food. She asked if my dad had a job. And I said, he was looking for work, but they didn't have enough gas for the car to get to the job. Just oaky white trash. Later that morning, Mrs. Streifler came and asked me if I would like to go with her for lunch. I was delighted and excited about having lunch with my teacher. So off we went across the street to the school cafeteria. She explained how I should order a hot dish, bread and butter, milk and dessert. And I know this because I've heard my sister say, first time she ever ate mashed potatoes and the first time she ever drank milk from a carton. She couldn't figure out how the cows pulled that off. (laughs) We had a great lunch. Then back to school. Later that day, she and the school nurse paid a visit to my folks and brought groceries and gas money. The school teachers in 19, what was I, I said 38? 36. The next day, Mrs. Streifler came to me and asked if I would like to eat at the cafeteria every day at noon for the rest of the school year. It sounded like a great idea, and I responded enthusiastically. Hazel liked to eat. So every school day, I had a hot lunch for the rest of the term and never once had any thought about how it was being paid for. After all, my teacher was important, and if she said I could eat there, then I could eat there. When the soles were worn through on my shoes, she asked me to tell my mom I would be late getting home, and she would see that I got home safely. Several other kids and myself played on the swings and slides until Mrs. Streifler came and called us. She and two other teachers took us downtown, fitted us for new shoes and socks. How could I not love someone who was so loving and kind to me as a six-year-old girl? It simply mirrors back God's love to me. Do you have any of those in your life? Anyone believed in you when no one else did? They'd share their food, their home. And as Jim shared, this man took me under his arm when I wasn't worth loving. We need some heroes. We need heroes of faith, heroes who have loved, heroes who have done it and not told me to do it. An ounce of example is worth a ton of exhortation. You ought to do it. You ought to do it. You ought to do it. Well, would you show me how? Show me how. In this race, you've got to pick your heroes. You've got to pick the people that have run it and did it God's way. He goes on to say, we need a coach. And when you get Jesus for the coach, he's the only one that ran the race perfectly. Uh, He set all records. None of them will be broken. He's the ultimate model, the ultimate example. He has become the author and the finisher of our race.
And there's something about when you get Jesus for a coach and you run this race, uh, he's going to tell you, first of all, get rid of the weight. And the term to get rid of the weight was used two ways. Quit being obese. It was used of physical weight. You're an athlete. You need to lose some weight. And it was also used of any physical encumbrance. You'd sometimes see people running with five-pound weights in each hand for athletic purposes. But when you're going to run the real race, you want to get the, the Greeks stripped off to nothing. They'd, they would run in the Olympiad. They'd run in nude because nothing, no clothing. The ultimate goal was not modesty but winning. Strip off. Run. Let nothing encumber you. And here he's using it of us. Have you got rid of any of the things that are tripping you up in the race? God tells us a lot of things to get rid of. Get, are you an angry person? I know some Christians have been angry for 20 years. The eagles have a wonderful spiritual song called, Get Over It. Get Over It. Get Over It. When are you going to let it go? When are you going to keep bringing up, somebody done me wrong? Welcome to the human race. Huh? Why do you think I listen to so much blues? I can start saying, you done me wrong too. Everybody's got a story. Somebody done me wrong. Yeah? That's part of the human condition. And I guarantee you, most likely, you've done somebody wrong. But you don't talk about that. Look, keep on looking at my notes. The Bible says to get rid of some things. Get rid of anger. Colossians 3.8, rage, malice, slander, talking down people, filthy language. I'll just say have you quit cussing yet? I meet some cussing Christians. You know, uh, I used to be good at that, but that was before I was saved. Some of you have stayed in shape. You need to drop bad language. Drop bad language. When you hit your finger with a hammer, say, praise the Lord. Come on. You don't need, well, all right. Uh, First Peter says, put away malice, which means bad, evil, uh, hypocrisy. Are you faking it or are you for real? You, you say you love me, but you really don't. But that looks good because it's church language. Quit being a hypocrite. I know you don't. And I know you when you do, it just comes through. It just comes through. Uh, get rid of. Ephesians 4, 31 says, get rid of bitterness. Bitterness is holding over anger a long time. And I've met a lot of bitter Christians for some reason. Uh, once again, I got hurt or uh, whatever. I just refuse to forgive it. I forgive. I, I refuse to let it go. And so they stay in bondage. They, they, they're always like gathering barnacles on the vessel because they never... They never, no fight is ever over. And isn't this what ruins early marriages? That every, you have a few spats and you can think, I'm glad we got through of that. And then you come up for a fresh round and all 13 past skirmishes are repeated. 
And you also did this. Well, that was a year ago. It is fresh in my memory. When are you going to get it out and put it past? Are you just collecting? Collecting? And so you're never starting fresh. If you would just drop this, you could have a fresh fight. But you're still having the old one. Drop it. Drop it. You can't run the race by collecting grievances. And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. As we conclude our time together today, we would invite you to contact us if you have questions, comments about the broadcast. Maybe you have a question about your own walk and relationship with the Lord or a prayer request. We'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch with us today. Now, we have a couple of ways to do so. The easiest might be simply visiting our website, truthfortodayradio.org. You can drop us an email. We have other means of contact that you'll find there at truthfortodayradio.org. We also have a lot of resource materials available for your growth and relationship with Christ. Our design and desire is to see that you grow in Christ, grow according to His knowledge and grace. Any way we can help, well, that's why we're here. So stop by truthfortodayradio.org or simply give us a call, 855-833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. Please bear in mind as you contact us that this is a listener-supported ministry. As you link arms with us financially, we're able to continue the ministry here on this radio station. Carefully consider how you might get involved in the ministry of Truth For Today, won't you? 855-833-9864 or write to us. Our address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. And that website, once again, truthfortodayradio.org. It is a pleasure spending time with you in God's Word. We trust we'll see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.